Hi again, and welcome to the fifth episode of the podcast, uh, Rebranding Feminism, A Look Inside Women in the Music Industry. And today I'm going to be doing an interview with Anne-Marie Smith, who is a teacher at the Harris Institute, as well as a few other things that she's working on. So I hope you enjoy. Here we go. Okay, so can you describe your career path so far? Um, It's been all over the place. I started out going to clubs from when I was... 15. I used to sneak out of the house and I had to always be in an environment with live music. So I figured it'd be a good place to earn a living. Yeah. And, um, I started out in theater and then I heard about Harris from a friend of mine who actually attended the first okay. year. Are you from Toronto? Uh, originally Montreal and okay. from Toronto. Um, and I came here the second year Harris was open okay. and I was in the production engineering side. Yeah. That was formerly known as PEP. Okay. app. And uh, I was one of three women in the class okay. of probably 20, 25, something like that. In the production In the production program. side. So, you know, as you all know, even present day, there are very few females in the studios. Yeah. Um, very few producers and even fewer engineers. Right. Um, though I think there are more producers than we give them credit for. I think a Beyonce is a producer. I think a Mariah Carey is a producer. They're just not given that title. They try to give themselves that title, but people don't seem to be able to absorb it very effectively. Yeah. Um, So I came to Harris. I did production engineering, but my dream was always to have a record label, a studio, publishing company, all in one. Yeah. So I interned at a record company called IRS, and they had uh, Fine Young Cannibals. They also had Candy, who was a dance artist back in the day. And they had a group called the Infidels that was a sort of rock group by, uh, headed by a female named Molly Johnson, who's a fantastic female in the music industry. Okay. And um, I interned there, and then I got a job in the promotion, publicity, and A&R department at Warner Chapel, which was the biggest publishing company at the time. Yeah. And then two years later, got uh, promoted to creative manager. And I noticed that a lot of urban music was being, wasn't being represented in the music industry, so I signed a lot of urban songwriters like Socrates, Julie Black, Cardinal Official, okay. Glenn Lewis. Wow. I loved, <laughs> loved, loved, loved. It was fun going to see the shows. Yeah. I think that's why I signed them. Um, <laughs> and then Warner Chapel uh, sort of closed its doors creatively, and I started my publishing company and then went with Capitol Hill for a couple of years as their president and co-owner. And then the music industry took their dive. That's when everything yeah. just sort of imploded. Couldn't make any money. Had a young child. So I went into the <laughs> finance industry, still running my record, uh, my publishing company, okay. and then was hired here as an instructor. I literally said to John, if, you ha- if you're in need of a substitute teacher. Yeah. Um, I'm here for you in the publishing. He goes, well, how would you like to teach confidential records? And then it went to the contracts and negotiations. Yeah. Um, courses. And currently I've got three different jobs. I teach here. I still work at a hedge fund within the music, within the finance industry. The hedge fund has a film um, company. So I work for their film company okay. and I'm also, uh, pitching a lot of catalog for music placements within film and TV. And then I'm also branching out into the film industry, doing a lot of different admin services. So (laughs) So you've done a lot of different things. Always happening. Yeah. (laughs) Different industries, different things. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Um, was there, or sorry, when you decided to go into the music industry, were your family and friends supportive or were Not they skeptical? Not my mom. <laughs> what did she think? Well, she liked the fact that I was earning a paycheck when I was at Warner Chapel. Because it has a name behind it. Warner, everybody knows whether yeah. you're in the music industry or not. They'll say, oh, you're at Warner. So her and my dad would say, oh, she works at Warner. Because they have no idea how the music industry works. Yeah. But they also read reports now about how the music industry, you can't make any money in the music industry. It's not profitable and whatnot. So they're very happy to see that I'm doing different things yeah. to keep supplement my income. Um, teaching, they think, is very prestigious so that part they can see me making money in it they're proud of me but they also know what else is she gonna do like she's not gonna work in a cubicle she's been you know um (laughs) sneaking out of the house since she was 15 to go to shows (laughs) she might as well make a living at it were you ever a musician yeah yeah i played in a couple of punk bands i still play bass guitar and jam with friends and stuff yeah but i just as you well know, it doesn't make money, so yeah, <laughs> can't go there. <laughs> so when you were at Harris, you were one of three girls. Did you feel weird at all being one of the only girls? Was it a bad experience or was it a- No, I've never felt weird being the only anything in a room, which is strange. Okay. I've been in situations where I've it's a studio session, hour thirteen, the guys are acting crazy. And it doesn't bother me. Like, I I would love to say, you know, um, feminism is needed in the music industry. It definitely is. But I've never connected with feminism, necessarily. I think okay. that segregates you. It doesn't mean you have to be a man in the industry. You have to act like a man. You should yeah. be yourself at all times. Right. But if you start to concentrate too much on the fact you're a woman, it's going to come out all the time. And I think that's annoying. In my opinion, it's annoying. It's annoying when women sort of stand on this platform of I'm a woman and I'm not treated properly. Well, then make sure people treat you properly. I guess that might be simplistic, but I've never felt uncomfortable ever in that situation. I think other women do, um, but I never did. Did you ever feel a need that you like had to assert yourself yep. in a certain way or Definitely. dress in a certain way to um, be respected? Yeah, like, you know, you're going to get a reaction by what you are wearing, regardless of whether you're wearing a trap suit or whether you're wearing, you know, a low plunging shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Use it to your advantage in the sense of this is what you have chosen to wear. You are in control of this situation. Yeah. If you choose to wear this track suit, own it. If you choose <laughs> to wear this low cut shirt, own it. There's no one what telling if, you. What if people are making comments and stuff like that? How do you react? You can't to stop that? it. No matter what you're wearing, you can't stop it. You cannot stop a comment. Yeah. You can only stop your reaction to the comment. Right. And I'm not trying to be simplistic in the sense of it's easy. You definitely get treated differently. Yeah. The first week, um, and just to be specific to studio, I think studio is a great place to speak about women in the industry because yeah. there aren't any, right. you know, and I'm sure women feel very uncomfortable walking into the studio for the first day. The first day, it's all about the bonding experience and you've got 99% of men. And when you walk in, you are that sore thumb. You're the difference in the room. Right. Um, I decided early on that I was going to be, I was going to use that to my advantage and I was going to use it 
within my control. I wasn't going to allow anyone to control what I wanted to do within that environment. Yeah. So what do you mean you used it to your advantage? How um, did you do that? I, well, I love to always be joking around. I love, I love a humorous environment. I love a light environment, yeah. you know, a positive environment. So because I wanted that type of environment, I tried to make that environment be light, be positive, okay. and be fun yeah. sort of thing. So I tried, I tried, I didn't always succeed, but I tried to transcend my, my gender into more of who are the human beings in the room. And I found doing that after a week or two, it wouldn't matter whether I was a female or not. I yeah. worked in one studio session and you can't get any more um, anti-feminist and misogynistic than dance hall. Dance hall <laughs> reggae is the most, it's more, really? it's worse than hip hop. It's okay. worse than hip hop. And I was in a studio session. I was interning at a studio because I wanted to get studio chops. I wanted to be an engineer with a friend of mine who's very sensitive to female, you know, the female role in the music industry, but yeah. with a bunch of dance hall guys. Okay. And the first week was hard because they wouldn't include me in conversations. They, you know, were quiet when I walked in a room. They yeah. changed when I was around. Some of them were a little bit more obnoxious than others, yeah. you know. And I found... Being myself was what was what was most important, and being myself was making the environment positive, light, and fun. Because yeah. it's not brain, you're not standing over someone determining whether they're going to live or die. You're in a studio session, right? You know, like yeah. let's keep this in perspective. <laughs> so the first week, I was respectful of their space in the sense of you know I didn't say too much. I did my job. Yeah, I was there as long as they were. I was there before them, and I was there after they it didn't left. Did bring you down that the atmosphere changed when you were around? No, I found it to be a challenge. I was like, you know what? Watch this. Yeah. So the first week I showed my work ethic. I think it always comes down to work ethic. If a man sees a woman working hard, it's a lot easier to gain acceptance in the environment. Right. Right? So they saw me working hard. They saw me crawling in between mic racks and trying to, you know... Um, do all kinds of things. And some of it was, some of it was making coffee. Yeah. Some, I cleaned up the kitchen. Yeah. I cleaned up the bathroom. I scrubbed the toilet. I did all that. They saw me doing that. So that was okay. the first week I set up. I'm here to work. I'm here to work and I'm here to do a good job. And I want to make sure you get a good recording right. sort of thing. So I'll do whatever is necessary to do that. And then the second week I started to show more of myself and I'm a very jokey type person. So I started to, you know, make some jokes and just be light and, you know, keep things positive as I could. And right. by the end of the session, we were close as close could be. They requested really? me at a next session. That's yeah. amazing. And, you know, we had the, the best times, like <laughs> the bathroom door didn't, or the washroom door didn't work. So I walked in on a guy fully, you know, <laughs> and it was a big joke. It wasn't weird that a okay. woman walked in because I had set the stage of I'm here to work and I'm here to create a positive environment regardless of my my gender. Okay. Have you ever had an experience where you've still done all that and it yep. still is negative in yep. the end? I had one manager. I was working on an artist with my, uh, with my former boss at Warner Chapel. And um, we went to a show and I had a manager come up to me and say, um, oh, there's a listening party for my band uh, tomorrow at the studio. And I really okay. want you to come and hear the songs and give your input. And of course my ego was like, Oh, they want my input. Yeah. And I was still pretty low in the totem pole of okay. the music industry. And, uh, 
he said, yeah, we're going to have this listening session. It's going to be around eight or nine o'clock tomorrow, which was like a Saturday or something. And I thought, that's kind of weird. Like, why would they have a listening session at eight o'clock? Totally naive. Yeah. And um, I went to the listening session and it was me and the manager. That's it. And I said, oh, okay. And I still thought, I still thought, oh, we're having a listening session. He goes, here, I want you to sit here. Sort of sat me on this couch. I'm sitting on a couch (laughs) with this. He goes, I want the speakers right. And came and sat like right beside me with no air in between. Long couch. (laughs) And started to do the whole come on thing. He was a total sleazeball. And, you know... Again, my personality is pretty strong. So I was like, are you effing kidding me? Do you think I'd have anything to do with you? You're disgust. Like I'm, I'm mouthy. So I kind (laughs) of put him down and said, are you crazy? No, it could have gone worse. Definitely. But, um, yeah, that wasn't the greatest experience in the world. Doesn't sound like it. No, not at all. It, it, I might not be the best person to talk about women in the industry because I don't like gender and I don't like genre. I don't like anything that defines you in a specific way. I think every woman in the industry has to be very strong in who she is. If you are the type of woman that wants to wear revealing clothing, you should be allowed to wear revealing clothing. But I also recognize someone else's perception of your clothing is going to determine what their perception is of you. Then it is up to you to decide how are you going to process that. Are you going to allow it to affect who you are? If you want to continue wearing revealing clothing, own it. If you feel that this is something you don't want to be perceived as, don't wear it. But make the control back to you. Put the control back in your hands. Don't hang your victim of I'm a woman on because that won't get you anywhere. Most of the women who have achieved greatness in this music industry is because they have kept to who they are, regardless of who they are. If it's it's different for women and opposed to men? Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. You have to be cognizant of it. It's not something that you're trying to ignore. Recognize it and use it. Missy Elliott is a lot different than Beyonce, but they're both strong women. You know, Um, Sylvia Rome is a fantastic woman in the music industry. She headed up Electro Records. She was at Atlantic. She was always very ladylike and very classy in her womanness. You know what I mean? Um, then you've got the Madonnas of the world who are out there as women, who yeah. are strong, like scary strong women. Yeah. Then you've got the Alicia Keys who are more laid back and more cool and, you know, that kind of woman. There's so many different types of strong women to look at in the music industry that have achieved greatness, that have gone through tremendous struggle. You know, I'm not denying there's a struggle there, right. but unless you own who you are, you're going to get killed out there. You're going to get killed because people will put something on you that you're not okay. because you don't have the identity of yourself. Yeah. That's what's most important. What was your greatest challenge as a woman? Walking into studio. Yeah. Definitely walking into studio because then I went into a and and it was different than studio work because now you are saying, okay, the drums need to be louder, the um, the chorus isn't long enough, the chorus is too long. Now you're getting into the critical role, and I don't mean positive or negative criticism, just yeah. criticism as a whole. Um, that's difficult because you're not heard as much as a man. And it would literally be this, the lyric uh, there needs to be stronger. Uh-huh. And then you walk out of the room and a man comes in and goes, why is that lyric as strong? Oh, we better fix it. <laughs> you know, yeah, that happens constantly. Okay. That's yeah, that a challenge. Frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating. 
So what do you do about it? Yeah. That's where your work ethic comes in. And you show yourself to be right. And usually you're right when you've worked hard. Because if you've researched and you've shown yourself to be able to attain successes and that you are, you know, have background in what you're speaking of. You know, I have a publishing background of 15 years, so I could kind of rely on that. I've got some longevity. Then you have a little bit more going for you, but it will constantly happen. Your opinion is not as (coughs) heavily weighted as a man's is in this industry at all, hands down. So how do you think that the system should change? Or do you think that it's even possible? Women backing up women. I find there's a lot of women that feel in order to get stronger, they have to push down other women. And I think if we show a little bit more solidarity between ourselves and we show respect for each other, then we are teaching men how to show respect for us. But I think what men are seeing in the industry is women backbiting each other, women criticizing each other, um, women trying to step over each other to get to certain places. So they feel that they can do the same because if a woman's doing it to a woman, why can't I do it? Um, I don't think a lot of things will ever change. I think there'll always be a minority within the studio and production. Why do you think that uh, is? Part of that. Because um, it's just like any industry that requires mechanics. It's mechanical. Yeah. It's electric. It's always going to be associated as a male industry. So instead of trying to dominate the industry, dominate your own space in the industry. Right. So if you're going to be a studio engineer, be a amazing studio engineer. Learn all you can about studio engineering. Learn all you can about electronics. Learn, learn everything you can because you can learn just as well as a man can, Yeah. you know, and then eventually men will come to you and get your advice and get your opinion and have to come to you because you're an expert in the field. Right. There are um, producers out there like Floria Sigismondi. It was a fantastic video director and she went into some production work and she was sought out by different artists. Linda Perry is a great example of someone within that field because she not only is a songwriter, she knows how to work a board. Okay. You know, she doesn't allow a man to say something that is wrong. It's like, no, (laughs) I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It all comes back to you. You have as much control as you take for yourself. Right. But you have to do the work. You you know, either, either gender, it doesn't matter. As a woman, we always have to work harder as mothers, as you know, whatever the case is, we're used to it. It's not anything new to us to have to work harder. So if you're going to work harder, make sure that you are giving yourself the resources and giving yourself the control and have an incredibly high work ethic and you can only succeed in that. It takes a long time. What is your experience in the industry having children or I don't know how many kids you have? I have one who's 11 and it is almost impossible. It really is. That's where being a woman comes in, not as a disadvantage, but having to learn how to multitask. It's impossible because... I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> when I came back, my daughter was one year, or she was seven months when I started back into the music industry, and yeah. it was incredibly challenging because... Did you have your job waiting for you? No. Or? No, this okay. is when I started at the record label. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to shows. Like, the music industry doesn't stop at 5 o'clock. It pretty much starts at 5 o'clock. Yeah. So you have a child waking up at 5.30 in the morning, and you've gotten home at 1 after a show... 
you know, that's challenging in itself. Now you have a child, like my child has to go to school every day and school starts at quarter to nine. So you can't sleep in. You just don't sleep in. Um, Do you have someone that helps you out? Not always. Not always. It's, that's the scramble, trying to find childcare. Yeah. Because I'm a single mom. Um, Trying to find the time for your child, you know, as a mother, primary caregiver as well. That's the hardest part in the music industry, I think. I don't think, honestly, I don't think a lot of men could handle it quite I really don't because men aren't known to be multitaskers. Yeah. And and it's to their benefit and to their disadvantage. They can focus on something and get it done, but having to do a whole bunch of different things at once, I find yeah. they're not as strong as women are. And that's where that challenge comes into full effect. And that's where you have to gather all your resources and you can't let people tell you you can't do something. Yeah. Like I'm doing four jobs at once and I've been told by numerous men, no, you can only do this. And I raise an almighty F you to you and continue going. Like you really have to be very strong in yourself in this industry. Really strong in yourself. Know who you are. Know what your, I know my strength is my humor. So if I walk into a situation, I'm feeling like I'm being perceived a certain way by either what I dress or what my, my gender is. Yeah. In goes my humor. Someone else's might be, um, a like being a peacemaker. Someone else's might be huge intellect it's all how you use your assets yeah you know and how to control the situation instead of letting it control you and not letting anyone tell you who you are okay yeah did you have someone as a role model like a woman in the music industry who helped you out at all um no i was very lucky to have a circle of friends though that were incredibly strong in the industry i have one friend and i will name her amy hersenhorn who's one of the strongest women I know just as a woman. Um, she was a manager and then she's now books bands at a high level. She's done very, very well. No one messes with her. No one messes with her. I've done door for her. She won't let me do door for her because she says I'm too nice. In her whole career, no one's messed with her? Has she gone You can't mess with Amy. You can't. She's like a, she's a bull. <laughs> you can't mess with her. But she's who I'd want as a manager more than any other male manager, I'd want Amy as my manager. Cool. Because she just, she doesn't care. She does, And I think as women, we care so much about whether someone likes us or not. Yeah. Because we want to nurture. We want to make sure everything, everybody's okay. And sometimes you just cannot give a flying, mm, if someone likes you or not. And right. that's Amy to a T. She does not care. Just pay me and do your job. I don't care. <laughs> you like me, I don't care. <laughs> you know, and we need an element of that because men don't care. Men don't care whether yeah. you like them or not. They're not as, I don't know what the word is, but um, they're not seeking that. They're yeah. not seeking approval like like we do. Okay. We seek approval. We seek to nurture. We seek to be so like. that's kind of a weakness? It is in some respects, yeah. Because now it is coloring who you are. Oh, I better do this in order for you to like me. Yeah. Instead of, I better do this because this is what I should be doing to get the job done. Yeah. You know? And that's how you have to make your decision. Don't. Oh, it doesn't matter who likes you or not. Just get the job done because eventually those same people that you want liking you will like you for the job you've done rather than the fact that you've bent for them. Right. And I learned that very, very late in the music industry. Okay. I learned that literally three years ago. So you were trying to get people to like All you? All the time. For... Okay. All the time. Let's go out. Let's be fr- Like there's always has to be this instant friendship in order to get any work done in yeah. the industry. And it took me going to the finance industry to learn how 
completely backward that is. When I look at meetings between investors and um, hedge funds, for example, yeah. or looking people looking to invest, they don't care whether you like them or not. They're just yeah. trying to get the deal done. Right. We don't have enough of that in the music industry, I don't think, because we're always trying to network and be friends with people in order for them to do something but for us. But contacts, aren't contacts pretty key in the music industry? They are, but do they have to be based on a friendship rather than a business relationship? And I think women tend to want to be friends with everybody yeah. and everybody be good with each other instead of getting the deal done. Okay. And I learned that I'm actually more successful now with that mentality than I was before. I wish I could have told my former self, don't worry about whether that person's your friend, just get the deal done. Yeah. Because when I was at my most successful, I wasn't thinking about whether someone was my friend. I was thinking about, I want to sign them because I want them to do this record because I really like their music. And you know, that's how yeah. I, every time I think, Selfishly, I get a lot more done. Okay. When I think about other people, I don't get as much done, which is a complete reverse of how I think the universe should yeah. be. But if my motivation is good, then it's going to be good for other people. But I have to look at my motivation first. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I think we've kind of covered everything. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good for you yeah yeah it was awesome thank you so much I, i'm not the biggest feminist in the world <laughs> and i'm not the best person to talk about women's rights because i'm probably incredibly spoiled by previous women that have paved the way for me yeah and i'm taking advantage full advantage of it but i only hope that i'm paving the way going forward and i don't want it to be on the platform of i'm a woman i want it to be on the platform of i work my ass off right that's what my platform is is working my ass off okay yeah I guess just the biggest thing that I've come across in researching and stuff is the issue with having a family. Yeah. That the system just doesn't allow At women all. to do it. And But no system does. I'm in finance and they couldn't care less if my daughter's sick. If something has right. to be in, it has to be in. Doesn't so would you matter. like to see a change in the system? Oh, I'd love it, but I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't really? Because any system, the political system, where's the first place cuts are made? Daycare and education. They're not made at corporations. They're not made at oil. They're not made at resources. They're made at where women are and where children are. That's not only the music industry. That's yeah. our political system. That's the way people think. So the music industry isn't going to change. The universe has to change. Yeah. The world has to change yeah. in order for that to, to be a better environment. It won't right now because no one thinks like that. No one thinks of the importance of a child. So who cares if you have to go home and take care of your sick kid? You haven't pitched this song yet. Yeah. You haven't done this recording yet. You know, um, it'll always take a backseat. It's incredibly unfortunate, but it's not just specific to the music industry. Yeah, I think no, it's pretty not. much universal and across the board with human beings. When yeah. that changes, we'll see a change in the industry. I think what's most important is, again, put the control back on you. If you need to be with your child... No one else is as important as your child. I've left places early. I've left shows early. And I'm just very upfront about it. And I don't want to work. I'm, I have a little bit of luxury here where I don't have to work with everybody. But I've made a point that if someone is trying to push me to do something for them and it's going to supersede my child, yeah. I don't want to work with them anymore. Okay. I only gonna, I only want to work with people that say, you got to leave early? Okay, go. How is she? Okay. And that they actually know my daughter's name. And I'm lucky. Most clients I have, they're yeah, like that. It, yeah, they are. 
And I don't know if it's a change or not. I think it's a change in me to have those parameters, those boundaries. This is me. You like it. Great. You don't. Nothing I can do about yeah. it. Uh, there's no limit to the money you can make in the music industry. But there's a limit to what you're willing to do to make it. That's where the limits come. And, you know, the control is in your hands. It's completely in your hands. It's not in anyone else's. And we as women love to give up control. But you don't have to. And it doesn't have to be on, I have to be a bitch in order to get this done. Yeah. But sometimes you got to go for what is right instead of what is right for that person. What do you think is the main reason that women aren't going into the... or? It's like, uncomfortable know, for most women. It's, it's, yeah, of course, that first day in studio. And if you're not properly, you know, strong for it, it's hard. Yeah. But I have, I think in my mind, I'm a 12-year-old boy at heart, so I loved it. I loved, <laughs> I loved all the joking around. Yeah. I loved all the pranks. I loved it. There wasn't a studio session where I went, oh, I'm a woman. That's why they're not talking to me. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, oh, okay. This is the way they're reacting. Time for me to just go and do some work and not take it in, you know, and, but never be afraid to crack a joke or never be afraid to say your opinion, you know, and if it's not accepted, it's not accepted. That's out of your control. You can't tell someone how to react to you, right? They're going to react to you the way they want to, but you can control how you react. And if you don't care, what, what, what power do they have anymore? Yeah, oh, she exactly. doesn't care that I just called her a bitch <laughs> and she heard it. I don't care. Call me a bitch. I don't care. I probably am being one. So what? Yeah. How is this going to affect me? It doesn't. It doesn't affect me at all. Yeah. When you let it affect you, you're losing your power. You're losing your control. And you're not focused on what is the job? What is the goal? The goal is not to come up with some witty reaction to the fact you called me a bitch. Yeah. The goal is to track this drum. That's my goal. And eventually they're going to lose power because their goal is to try and get a reaction out of you. Yeah. If they can't get a reaction out of you, they have no more power. Yeah. Whereas we always want to be on the platform of women's rights, women's rights, which I love, which again, I'm spoiled because I was given this opportunity because those women stood on those platforms. But right. I think a new type of women, woman is needed where just get the job done. Just get the job done. You know how to do the job. Yeah. Go do it. Don't let anyone else tell you how to do it or what to do. Get your information and go and work. Don't spend so much time distracted by being called a bitch or being called laughed at because you're wearing something wrong or, you know, oogled because you're wearing a low cut shirt. Don't pay attention to it. It doesn't have any power if you don't pay attention to it. And if you're not getting an opportunity, go look for another one. And then turn around and go, hey, sucks to be you. You missed out on me. <laughs> Just like dating, you know? The music industry is dating. I've all, I teach that in my classes. That's really? what it is. If you come off desperate, no one wants you. If you've got that self-confidence to say, I can take you or I can leave you, yeah. everyone wants to date you, right? Same thing in the music industry. The exact same thing. That's funny. You know? <laughs> if you come off desperate, no one wants to sign you. No one wants to work with yeah. you. If you give the perception that you always have something else going on and it doesn't matter what your perception is of me, yeah. that perception changes and goes, oh, they don't need me anymore. Hmm. Now I want you. them. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with dating, you know? Totally. But other women will have completely different experiences. Some yeah. women will have incredibly difficult experiences. I worked, when I worked at Warner Chapel, um, 
it was my idea. I wanted to hire a stripper for a promotion for a Svengali album. Svengali were a rock band and their music was perfect for strip clubs. Okay. Like, you know, it was me who came up with the idea to hire a stripper for their release party. Yeah. And everyone loved it. And everyone, yeah, that's exactly it. Because <laughs> that was what their music was. Yeah. You know, so, you so what? Totally straight up. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid of that. Don't yeah. be afraid of, you know, but that's just me. There might be women that would be completely opposed to that and think that I'm propagating, you know, yeah. this horrible sense. Of, well, guess what? We were going to pay the stripper 300 bucks. She probably had a couple of kids that she needed to buy something for. And that 300 bucks would have gone to it. And it's all good. Like it's different perceptions, I guess. Yeah. You know, and you'll talk to different women and they'll be completely shocked and opposed to what I have to say. But this is what's worked for me. This is what's worked for me specifically. And this is what I've seen work for other women and just know what your boundaries are. Maybe another woman's boundary was I would never hire a stripper for a release party. Yeah. Okay. And that would be her boundary and that is her control. And I respect her for it. And she keeps her boundaries intact. My boundary is if I have any, it's, um, (laughs) don't keep the job away from me that I can do because I'm a woman. Don't okay. say you can't do so you that because you're all the opportunities. Any opportunity that comes my way, give it to me regardless of my gender. Yeah. So that's my boundary. So if I find that I'm working with someone that says you can't do this because you're a woman, I will not work with them anymore. I'm not looking to change their mind. I don't think I ever could. Yeah. I don't even want to. I just know I have the control to move away from that situation. So that's Has my that control. To you before? Yeah. Tons of times. Tons of times. Okay. I went, all right, you don't think I can do it? I'm going to do it over here with him or with yeah. her, and I'll show you that I can do it. Yeah. You know? It's, it's all within your control. You, if you don't give up the control, you always have it. And the control, it's not I have control over you. It's I have control over myself. I know yeah. what my boundaries are. And you can't control what I can do or can't do. Yeah. You know? And your reaction to things are your control under your control. If you react to something, you know, you've just given up a bit of your control. If you don't, they've just lost their control. So in my mind, that's how I like to work. If I'm in a situation where I feel that gender is important. I'm lucky though. I've worked with a lot of great people where it's never happened, but I've worked with a lot of artists within a genre that are very, um, anti-female and misogynistic like the dance hall community the hip-hop community some rock areas some areas of rock and you know you just you use the most the strength that you have and that's it you don't let it affect you cool yeah i don't know if that helps it does for sure thank you so much no problem and see i told you 